Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to episode 79 of Le Magicast. I'm your host, I'm the new host, it's Scott Monroe, heading from uh, Swindon in the UK. Uh, with me, I've got two guests. I've got Sam. Hi, How Scott, are how are you? Um, look at you, big, the, <laughs> the, big, the big day has arrived. We're happy to have you behind the official mics of, the, the, of La Magica as the official host. Happy to have you here, man. Thank you very much. Thank you for sending me a very, very heartfelt and welcoming WhatsApp message Friday afternoon as I was tucking into my lunch, <laughs> as I was heading back to my desk working from home. So I'm, I'm thrilled, I'm honoured. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've been supporting Roma for about 16, 17 years. I do have another team here in the UK. I'm a Swinning Town fan. Swinning Town is my first love. Roma, I'm a second love. So I'm just happy to talk about. That's excellent. And, we're, and I'm excited for what we can do going forward, too. Uh, we have Likewise. some good things coming up. Uh, my sec- our second guest uh, is someone who I've wanted to talk about Roma for years and years and years. Uh, it's Imran. How are we, Imran? Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. La Magica's oh, official yeah. doctor, by the way. Yes, Dr. Imran. Yeah, well, not in the best shape after yesterday's game, but uh, <laughs> I can take it. Yeah. And congrats, game is... and congrats, Scott. Yeah, I think it will be really good. Oh, thank Hopefully you. Thank you. It means a lot. Updates, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm just going to say this. I was hoping for a nice, easy, easy start, easy, easy introduction, and then Roma lose two nil to Napoli. It's never easy. Yeah, it would um, be wrong if it were easy, right? Yeah, it would just be a lot easier. Nice, nice, comfortable win or or a draw. I would have taken a draw. Um, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the game. Um, another defeat against the top six side. I think it's, is it three points out of 29 Fonseca's picked up this season? Um, Imran, I'll come to you. Is it mentality? Is it on the coach? Is it on the players? What is going on? Um, I think it's it's a combination of several factors. We're tactically, um, tactically obviously, it's, it's one of the big factor here because uh, the players like Pellegrini said yesterday he disagreed with Fonseca who said that it was uh, more with mentality he said that it was more tactical that they didn't press higher from the first minute and I can agree with that I think the whole approach to the game was wrong we were too careful we were uh, we were too we were too weak we didn't play like a top team should play Um, and it was it, it, it was quite obvious and it's easy to say uh, when the second half starts and you know you have to automatically become better and when you start playing better, it's easy to say, yeah, we should have played like that from the start, but it doesn't work like that. I mean, you, you, yeah, you should have played like that from the first minute, but you didn't because they scored two goals and you were, you were forced to do that. So I think, and it's obviously um, something to do with mentality as well because um, Fonseca has never... He's never struck me as a guy who's been um, 
the best when it comes to man management. I don't think he's able to stimulate the players. Uh, he's not able to get the best out of them when it comes to these big games. If you compare him with, let's say, Ranieri, Ranieri, when he was here the last time in 2009 until 2011, I mean, he didn't, he never lost a derby. He won five games because mm. he knew how to prepare for those games, and that's a very, that's a very important skill or characteristic of a coach to be able to uh, to be able to prepare for these games. I think the preparations have been not good enough, and uh, I think after, yesterday's game was actually. Uh, was very decisive in many ways because I think it, the players are starting to feel it as well. That, and it's the worst timing because we just qualified for the quarterfinals and you know the Ajax games coming up and now the players from the post-match interview yesterday doubting the coach and disagreeing with him. Uh, I think I don't think it's the it's the best situation to be in, unfortunately. So. With that, would you throw all your eggs into the basket for the Europa League? Do you think the fourth place is pretty much out of reach now with both Atalanta and Napoli winning, obviously Napoli winning against us on on Sunday and Atalanta winning away at Hellas Verona in a game I watched. They just looked too comfortable. Um, Do you think that's a bit too far out of reach and we should throw our eggs all into the Europa League basket, even though it's against probably the best side in Europe in Ajax? Uh, well, it's it's never easy to, you know, how do you do that? I mean, you if yeah. you, the 10, 11 games left to be played, if you send out a weaker team against, let's say, Satuolo ahead of the Ajax game, then you're sending out a signal that we've given up on the Serie A and that mm. reflects really bad, well, I mean, on, on you as a coach and upon the players that you've, you're going for the Europa League, and what if you lose the games against Ajax? Then I mean, it's really difficult because we know that this squad is not good enough to fight on two fronts. We know that, but at the same time, we have to do it because we're in that situation. And when you come this far, you know we didn't come this far only to come this far. You have to give it a serious shot because. Uh, this is the this is the best Europa League UF slash UEFA Cup mm. uh, performance since I think ninety seven ninety something like that when we lost to Atletico Madrid. Uh, so it's easy to say, but it's, it will not be easy. We have to we have to fight on both fronts, and uh, it will it will be difficult. I don't think we will make top four. I said it before the season; it's becoming quite obvious now. Fatigue kicking in, the three man, the three man defense not being, you know, as efficient. Um, uh, I, uh, I'm really skeptical, and I, I'm not very optimistic for top four, to be honest. What do you think? It's okay. It's okay to be like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's part and parcel of being a fan, isn't it? <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. I, I, I call it realism. I think I'm trying to yeah. be realistic as possible. It might come yeah. across as, uh, as a pessimistic fan, but I think I'm trying to be as realistic as possible. I don't think we'll make top four, and I don't think we'll win the Europa League. I mean, I don't think we'll make it in the end, unfortunately. No. Um, Ajax is going to be tough. Um, I saw they beat Edio. Adio Den Haag 5-0 yesterday and yeah. um, I've, I've actually got I don't know that I don't know if that means anything but yeah, I think uh, true <laughs> um, in that league 
Yeah, um, I've got that game on record, so I might actually watch that in the next couple of days as a as, as a glutton for what do you, punishment. What do you make of Ajax as a team? Um, I think Ajax, yeah, Ajax are a, a good side. They did have the probably a, a really tough Champions League group, didn't they, with uh, Liverpool and Atalanta? Um, it went down to yeah. the last day against uh, against Atalanta, and they. They were done in Amsterdam. They've got so many good young players. Um, Anthony, um, uh, Ryan Gravenberch, uh, I think mm. the right, um, Masrari, and they've got another right back, uh, is it Wrench, I think his name is, and they all look Could really, be, really good. So many coming yeah. up. They always have Too many. coming up. The only, the only good thing is, uh, they've got an ex, ex Roma goal, goalkeeper in Martin Stecklenberg in goal, because Andre Anana, got done for 12 months for failing the drug test. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's quite funny, actually, because it's, uh, he, uh, to throw in the medical aspect there, he, he took a diuretic, which is quite yeah. common to heart failure patients. You know, we, we prescribe them all the time, but it's banned um, because it can, if you take in some other, substances you know if you take this diuretic you can easily excrete the substance so it can mask some of the bad substance you take so that's why that's why it's not allowed for athletes to take it unless they are prescribed to take it but it was quite funny it was quite funny unfortunately for him though but yeah yes like um i was shocked when i saw a story it's um it's a 12 month ban um, I don't know if they're repealing it. Or, I haven't seen anything of that of just, but yeah, if Roma do have a chance, it's with the goalkeeper because that Ajax side, they've got so many good players as we, as we specified earlier. Luckily, the first leg is in Amsterdam straight after the Sassuolo game. Like, I, I saw the fixtures. So I was thinking, please don't play it when we're playing Atalanta. And I was just thinking, because <laughs> the schedule for probably just after Easter is 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 it's crazy. And I, I think me and Sam spoke of it in the last podcast with Danny. It's like the last three games are Inter away, Lazio and Derby, that's the final home game of the season, and Spezia. Mm. I'm just hoping yeah. Inter have won Inter have won the league and they're all drunk and then we might have a chance yeah. <laughs> of beating them. Um Sam, I just wanted to bring in what was your thoughts on yesterday's game? I think it was, uh, for a lot of uh, supporters of Fonseca, it might have been um, a turning point where you're like, yeah. okay, um, is this guy going to really be able to do it or, or not be the top six, right? Because now, uh, like Imran says, uh, I don't think we're going to make Champions League through the league. Mm. Um, I'm also very skeptical about European football because Roma doesn't have the track record to get me excited. Um, again, now we're getting into the important parts of the competitions and might as well go all in. It is a path to Champions League. It is not a realistic path to Champions League in my book. But um, again, I agree with Imran. Roma is not designed to go in two fronts, right? Not a lot of teams mm. are, to be fair, right? That's a problem for a lot of teams. Mm. But um, mm-hmm. this Roma team is really not designed to go into France. I, I was actually hearing a, a, a couple of friends in my Spanish pod that were saying, uh, listen, if we're not going to make champions next year, I don't even want to make Europe. So next year we focus only focus on Serie A to make Champions League. That's a lot of Romanistia thinking that way. They want to make Champions League in whatever it takes, right? Um, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be rough. It's going to be rough. It's time, it's time for the free teams to make decisions. I think 
I'm still very optimistic about the future, about what the Fredkins are going to do. I don't know if Fonseca mm. is going to be part of it. I think uh, Edin Sheko maybe, and that's a topic for for another maybe another time, and that's a whole episode itself, right? I think his time in Rome, in Rome is over. I feel he's done so much. We love him, right? He's done unbelievable things for the club. He's borderline a club legend, some, some people might argue, but I think his time in Rome has come to to an end. And um, it's a time for decisions for, for the Fredkins coming Summertime, right? Yeah, it's gonna summertime's going to be yeah. big. Oh, sorry, Imran, I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> no, no, uh, I yeah. was just going to say that I, I agree it will be a busy summer. Yeah, um, summer, I do think uh, a couple of players will be leaving. I do think Edin Dzeko will be one of them. I don't know if they're going to take the option of Bochemeyerau. Um, so if that could be another striking option, and maybe another goalkeeper, and maybe... Another midfielder, but that, that's probably a couple of months down the line. Um, I wanted to get your both opinions about both games against Shakhtar. Um, for me, both really, really good performances against a good footballing team who like to play football. And we spent most of the first leg without the ball and then hit them on the counter-attack with the two second-half goals and pretty much won, won the game in Rome, and then did a professional job in Kiev. Um, Imran, I'll start with you. What did you think about the Europa, the Europa League uh, performances against Shakhtar? I think um, overall they were well-executed, well-planned games, because the, the type of games that they were were well-suited for the type of football we prepare for those games. But I think we tried to do the same for the Napoli game where we gave, you know, Napoli the initiative from the start and then mm. we were going to hit them on the counters. But it, it doesn't work like that in Italy. If you, if you, if you, if you start wrong on the wrong foot against the top teams, you will go wrong. But back to Shakhtar game. I think, I think the first leg, as you say, we didn't dominate the possession, but the game was, it came in periods. But once we got the first goal, um, I think, uh, we got the belief that we could go, but even at one zero and when we're zero zero, Shakhtar had some really good chances. They had some really good chances, and if they had scored there, you know, I mean, the game would have been totally different. But it was it was a comfortable win. I mean, it was a comfortable win over two legs overall. We deserved to win, um, but I don't think we were as dominant as we might think. Um, and that's good to know going into the Ajax game. I mean, to have that in mind because you need to prepare a bit better. You have to be tighter in defense because Ajax is um, attacking wise a much stronger team than Shakhtar. And uh, so, yeah, but uh, uh, the plan worked well for Shakhtar, but now, Yeah, bigger, bigger fish to fry in the next round against Ajax. Um, Sam, what did you think of the, the two performances in Rome and in Kiev? I think Imran said it all. I think um, this team did, did a professional job. Uh, they closed out the deal in Rome in 15 minutes, right? Remember the second half? Um, yeah. Uh, very fast. Um, I also think this Shakhtar team is not the same Shakhtar team from a few years ago. Um, I don't think they have the same... Po- Power, uh, it's not, they're not even dominating their league right now. It's uh, no, Dynamic here at the top, yeah, right. So, and they used to run away with that league, right? So, maybe they're going to yeah. transition periods as well. And uh, they're not the strongest side, but nonetheless, um, 
I think um, Europa League teams are not as tactically uh, disciplined in, in, in defense, right? And then that's what maybe that fits uh, Roma's uh, counterattacking style. You know, Roma loves mm. on the, take the ball yeah. and counterattack with a lot of space, right? Um, you know, that just goes to show how, how well uh, the the Serie A is tactically, right? It's oh, definitely God, another yes. league. To, it's very difficult to score goals. Um, I mean, yeah. Ajax, I'm hoping it's... I mean, it doesn't come with the same glamour of the same Ajax as, <laughs> as a couple of years ago, but it's still a very dangerous sighting. Way better than Shakhtar, in my opinion. It's going to be a, it's going to be really tough. I do think we have a chance. I, w- I give it a 50-50 with them. Mm. I agree. An away goal, and that would be interesting to take back to Rome. I, I'm just going to say something on the Shakhtar. Shakhtar were playing an even higher line than Braga did in the previous leg. And I, was, I was in amazed how many times Brian Cristante got the ball in both legs and just pinging it either to the left or to the right to to either spin at Soda to, or, or to Karsdorp. And I was just like, oh my God, what's going on here? If Roma were like, were like more of a threat and more clinical in front of goal, especially in the first half of the first leg, it could have been curtains. It's just ridiculous how mm. high of a line Shakhtar we're playing in both legs. It was a bit of naivety. You don't really see that in Serie A. You only would see that in Europe where teams would like to dominate possession and they'd like to play with a high line defence. But if you've got a good passer in your centre-back and when you centre midfield, you could just literally, like a, a hot knife through butter, just just go through teams. And it's, I, was, I was amazed while watching it on my laptop through, through streams because it wasn't, available over here on UK TV. Um, so it's just amazing how high of a line. Um, but I digress about the Shakhtar games. Um, I just wanted to get your both opinions about Ed and Dzeko. Um, Sam, you said something in the WhatsApp group about the severe game in the summer and the, the alleged falling out between him and Fonseca. I think um, Patrick Kendrick, the Serie A commentator, brought it up a couple of weeks ago in one of the games. Do you think the bridges have been burnt? And if we are to agree, uh, to believe, sorry, that both potentially won't be here in the summer? Yeah, I think, I think like I said, I'm going to stick with, I think time, Edin Sheko's time in Rome has come to an end. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have the chance again to for an Inter or Juve to be interested in mm. him. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But I think Roma is ready to move on, yes. And uh, yeah. to make to make uh, Borja Mayoral the number one striker, I don't know, but maybe to somebody to support him and maybe come even with a bigger pedigree than Borja Mayoral. That's what we need, right? Mm. Imran, I'll uh, give you the same question, but who would you reckon could be the number one if Jekko does go in the summer, which all, all roads point to that way? i go for Andrea Bellotti. Uh, yeah, I think we we talked about that in previous podcast, right? yeah yeah previous uh, podcast. Me, Sam, uh, and Danny were talking about that. Uh, I, I, I mean, considering how how Torino are doing, I think our chances increase. I don't think it will be that expensive. He's a proven striker in Serie A. He has, you know, he's been good. So Borja Mayoral, I agree. He's not. Um, he could be a good uh, player to have, you know, as a backup or rotation. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be convinced going into the next season with him as a, as a main striker. So, 
Yeah, I think he's been the best backup by far in the last few years. His, his numbers, his numbers these years are solid. His numbers are good in Europe, especially in the Europe, right. in the Europa League. He hasn't scored since I think uh, January or something in Serie A. Yeah. yeah, and he has um, he has gotten many chances. He's also he's also a player who. Uh, He's very mobile. He's very active in the build-up, but he needs space, and he doesn't get that space so much in Serie A. So it's difficult for him. But he's he's been he's been okay. I mean, I think I expected him to be much worse than he actually turned out to be. He's been quite decent, and he proved me wrong because I I never thought he would be able to make make such a mark, which he did. And he he's been a very important player in Europa League. But Belotti, I think he fits the profile. Age, you know, experience, everything. He's turning 28 this season. So I think he, he, he fits the right profile. And I think Jekyll needs, needs to go because he's too expensive for the services he will be providing. Yeah, just on, on Belotti, uh, I do feel Torino, along with Palmer, pretty much could be like relegated and probably in the next five to six weeks because um, it hasn't been a great season for them um, with Marco Giampaolo and now Davide Nicola um, who's in charge um, but yeah, yeah. Um, do you think 28 to 32 for a striker is like the prime age and he's coming into his prime now especially uh, with Serie A experience right? yeah Serie A experience the only thing I've got to say about uh, Belotti is like it's, it won't be easy getting him right Cairo uh, yeah, doesn't have was... the best relationship with Roma I don't know how unless they relegate then yeah, unless they get relegated, then he he won't have any option. He just have to sell to the highest bidder, I think. Yeah, I do think he'll get quite a lot of suitors if they get relegated to Serie B. Um, I do think that Umberto Cairo will have to drop that ridiculous hundred hundred million euros um, price oh, tag was... because yeah, yeah, because yeah I, don't I, think... I think that was four years ago, three four years ago, yeah. but now, nah, yeah. Especially in this current climate with COVID and where the market is going now, I do feel that could be probably halved, maybe fifty to 40, forty-five yeah, to fifty we, million. I think you can get it to thirty-five, forty if you offer mm. a generous package with the sell-on. You won't have a big sell-on fee, but you know, just to make it attractive and um, something like that. It depends if they get relegated. If they get relegated, I think. Uh, they will, he can put pressure on the club to sell, and that will decrease his value value as well. So, yeah, they they will probably make a, a healthy profit on him after signing him from Palermo. I think it was for like six and a half million euros, where Palermo replaced him with Carl Lafferty, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the Northern Northern Ireland international striker. Do you guys uh, feel in, like we're heading again into another year zero, year of rebuild? Um, yeah, I feel like yeah. we, it's been in the last decade. That's all we've had, really. Though there's no consistency, uh, is there? No, it's not. But uh, uh, I, I, I don't think we have any choice. I mean, I think the <laughs> yeah. only way it's always the, the only same, way. Right? For, I mean, the only way Fonseca can can continue if he's if he gets the Champions League. I mean, I don't see any other way he will continue, he will continue because the results they they speak for themselves, and the results against big teams is a big big factor against him continuing because 
they want i mean the, to be able to change that i think i know some people are saying that you know he needs better players etc etc but there's no guarantee that new players will change that because i think these players will be performing much better against the bigger teams under uh, a better coach uh, without naming any specific one but i don't think it's entirely the players playing i think it's a lot of tactical and it's with his man management and secondly when it comes to plan b he really has a plan b where it's too easy to read him tactically and after that we don't have any 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 answer to whatever happens but uh, you know before we continue i think uh, uh, another striker unrealistic too expensive but icardi could be something i think he he's not he he's only recently moved to psg but i think moise keen looks like he's going maybe will continue there if not keen could be an option too the freak have need. to open up the wallet for those names yeah <laughs> Yeah, he would be too expensive, you know, his salary and everything, but he could be an outsider. I mean, the dream or whatever, if they're going <laughs> to show that they have ambitions. But uh, if PSG don't sign uh, Keane, I think he could be, Moise Keane could be an option too. I do, I do remember Roma fans on socials last January were getting all hyped because Everton were looking to loan Keane out. I think Roma were were thinking about it, but they had Kalinic and Dzeko. Um Keane needed a fresh start and he got it in, in Paris and he's doing exceptionally well. And I don't think Everton will need him for next summer because they've got Calvert-Lewin and Calvert-Lewin's on fire in the Premier League and he's doing so well and he's got the England call-ups, yeah. but... Yeah, I do. I, as 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 you both said, I do do feel that uh, he will have suitors, and if Roma get a nice package for for either him or Bellotti, it could be quite good next season. But we, we, that's like a couple of months in <laughs> further down the line. Um, I just wanted to ask you both: two players have signed new contracts, and one of them has been one of one of my players of the season. And one of them is a very good defender who's probably in the last couple of weeks not had his best form since the derby. Um, I just wanted to know um, from both of you, what did you think of Rick Carstop and Roger Ibanez signing new deals? And I'll start with you, Imran. I think Carstop, um, he, he he did, I mean, change a lot when it comes to what he could change when it comes to diet, uh, gym, training sessions. I mean... So he has avoided a lot of muscular injuries. But whether he is the right player for a right back going into next season, I'm not sure. I'm not I haven't been entirely convinced. I think I think he's been okay during this season when it comes to this yeah, transitional season, whatever. But if you look at the players we had before, um and I'm thinking about when that season when Mike Con was on top and his first season. Uh, yeah. I think we should be we should be aiming at quality uh, and 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 that level. Can Castro reach that? Perhaps because it's the first time he's playing with this consistency. He has improved, mm. uh, but if he's, I mean, remember, if we have ambitions to play in the Champions League, and is he the right player to play in the Champions League against the best sides? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. 
but um, he probably deserved the renewal. He could be a good rotation player to have good squad player. Uh, but to be the guy uh, to start the best games against the best players, I'm not sure he's up for it. Defensively, at least, I'm not sure. I, I do I do agree with you. Like some games, he has gone missing. Like last night, uh, do like Mario Rui played really well against him. That that hurts me so much because I still don't believe that. Mario Rui was a good player for Roma <laughs> when he was here for 2016-17. Um, yeah. yeah um, I do like think that this could be the end of Bruno Perez at time at Roma, especially with Brian Reynolds in the, in the background. Um, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they could like get another right back in. Maybe could they could they send out Reynolds out on loan? Um, Sam, what did you think of uh, Karsdorp re-signing? Well, I think it was very important for him to stay fit, right? Because that was mm. his struggle the first couple of years. He's, he was he went back on to the Eredivisie for for one year. He came back, and staying fit has been um, important for him. Uh, I agree with Imran. I don't know if he's the answer going forward, but I'm okay with him being part of that rotation. If let's mm. say, like you say, uh, Brian Reynolds goes out on loan, let's say to a smaller club, not a Serie B club, just a lower size Serie A club, right? So we get some minutes. Uh, um, uh, obviously, I don't think Roma is, Roma is going to renew Bruno Perez. So I think they're going to bring somebody for the right flank. And having um, Karsop in the mix, not 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 giving him the starting uh, position, not being part of the rotation, I think he's a, he's a good player to have. He's shown enough. He's got one goal, five assists. That's important, mm. though, mm. for a right back mm. in all competitions. I think they're all in Serie A. Uh, he's a sixth player. He's a sixth player with most minutes in the team, with uh, uh, two thousand four hundred nineteen minutes. So, I mean, he's he's been imp- it's been important for him to stay fit. And as far as Roger Ibanez, I know he's got a couple of mistakes in the last few matches, the one in the derby. But I just I can't get past the, all the potential on that guy. I think he's got oh a lot God, of potential. Yeah. He's got a very high ceiling. Um, I'm excited to have him. I think he's just got to shape it up and polish those little mistakes. And I think we really have a gem going in for the future with him. Yeah, uh, I did see that both Liverpool and Tottenham were interested in buying him in in January. I know Liverpool, I think they've gone through 21 or 22 centre-back partnerships this season. And there was Mm rumours flying around that they were interested in the Banyas. I think there was a 30 million euro price I was seeing in... No, don't. You've just got him for a year. He's got, a, for a year. He's got an 80 yeah. million euro release clause now. Release clause now, yeah. That's, that's solid. That's solid. That's that's business by the Fritkins. Though. They mean business. Yeah. They mean business with this one. I, like If this was a couple of years ago, you would have seen, what, 35, 40 million euros? Yeah. Like they did with, with Pjanic. <laughs> um, Imran, what's your thoughts on Roger Abanya's uh, signing new deal? Um. I think it was important. I think he sends out a signal that the club believes in him and uh, he's been really good since he came. But I, I'm not so sure if the, the release clause really needed to be there. You send out a signal that, okay, that's the price, but you never know about the market. You can, it's very dynamic. I know with the COVID and everything, but I think I would have been, I think it would have been better as a club without having any release clause in that contract. I think that would send a much stronger signal. Personally, I believe that. I don't know about you guys, but. 
Yeah. 80 million would have been good for this team, yeah. But yeah. still, I, I don't think I don't think we should have uh, any release clause uh, because we should be a bigger club than that. But, yeah. It sends out a different message when you've got players with release clauses in them. So exactly. If especially they have an excellent season. Not, yeah, especially as Italian clubs are not... That's a fair point. release clauses, yeah. Yeah, I know it's by law in Spain you have to have a release clause, but you see that yeah. <laughs> that, team, that clubs in Spain for some of their players has the most ridiculous release clauses. Um, uh, I think Anzu Fatis is like 400 million, but um, yeah. it's ridiculous. But I do think it, it's... I think it's a sign of the times now, especially with the COVID market. I think Roma are hedging their bets with him. So if they do get that offer, it's something that they can think about in the future. Um, but it's that that could be like two, three, four years down the line where, as, as Sam said, he is that player. He is that complete player. But he's had, what, a year of... First team football now with Roma because he he didn't really get that much yeah. at Atalanta. I I don't know much of his backstory in Brazil, so I don't know if he was playing that he much. He plays in on Copa Libertadores with Fluminense, yeah. but uh, Fluminense, he's a young yeah. guy. He doesn't have a, a mm. lot of matches under his belt, even in the Brazilian mm. league. Would you sell him for eighty million this summer? <laughs> Bring it on! <laughs> Bring me the eighty million. Roma can do a lot with that. Personally, I think. Yeah. <laughs> If we if we miss out on the Champions League and given the uh, economic situation of the club, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they sold them because you know they need the cash. How do you say no to eighty million? Though that's all. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I think a club like Roma can't say no to that. Uh, who would come in for him though? Who are the, the viable options? You know, it'll be the cities or the Bayern Munich or the yeah PSG. Yeah. Um, I do have a final question for both of you. Sorry to interrupt you, Imran. Um, yeah, no, no. Go ahead. If Fonseca is to go in the summer, who is the ideal replacement? And I'll hand that to Sam because Sam was literally with his, his lips perched right next to the microphone. <laughs> I think that's going to be the topic of conversation from the end of March all the way to June, July, going yeah, into August. We'll true. see until when they appoint a new coach. I mean, we're assuming the Friedkins are. We're assuming we're not going to make Champions League. It's not looking mm. good. I mean, we can be. We're very positive in this podcast, and we all, you know. But I mean, we're also realists, right? I don't. I doubt we're going to make Champions League through Serie A and. I, like I said at the beginning of the show, I think it's a long shot to make it in the Europa League. I'm all in, but I think it's a long shot. Mm. Having said that, um, what are the names that are out there? Obviously, the very famous that everybody everybody wants is Allegri. Uh, we don't know if he's going to come to us. We don't know the freakings who have to sell him a really nice project for him to accept. Also, Sarri Bold is out there. I think there is. I heard of talks of him out. Uh, Napoli might want him if, uh, if Gattuso doesn't stay. Um, I'm not a, I don't see many other options of big names. And what you want is a big name to control that mm. dressing room, right? Um, so hopefully we get one of those too. I don't know how you see it, Imran. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Uh, 
haven't actually thought too much about it. I've been more busy trying to, you know, trying to get rid of Fonseca from my mind. I mean, that he needs to go. <laughs> but uh, Allegri would be, I mean, he would be a good choice. But I don't know if we're, if we are good enough for him. I don't think, I don't know if we are ambitious enough for him because he, he came from Juventus. I think he has high ambitions. Try, I mean, he has ambitions to coach probably in the Premier League. Uh, something like that. I think, I think his ambitions are greater than Roma, <laughs> with all due respect to our club. But I think his ambitions are greater than Roma. Sari, on the other hand, he uh, he has been to he he has been in Chelsea and Juventus, been sacked from both clubs. He needs to rediscover. You know, he needs to start over. And the ideal place for him to start over would be Napoli. And with Gattuso. I mean, being Gattuso and a very limited coach, in my opinion, I think that um, Sarri would probably go back to Napoli. Uh, but I wouldn't mind having him. I think he's a better coach than uh, I think he's a better coach than Fonseca. He knows he has proven uh, enough in Napoli, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm not too excited about the Zerbi and he started out good, but is he good enough? Is he? It's like it's like appointing Fonseca again, you know, trying, or Di Francesco, uh, right? That's a little Francesco, too far away, Di Francesco. <laughs> yeah, you know, Italiano. But, yeah, you know, I, I, I've always loved Spalletti, but you know, I don't think, I don't think he's the right person. Spalletti three point you know? oh man. I, that was my next yeah. words coming out of my mouth. <laughs> How about Luciano Spalletti we, for a third time? You know, oh, he's you know he's better than he's better than Fonseca. He's much better than Fonseca. He knows the club. The last time he was there, he was he came across as a much bitter person because when he was there from two thousand five to two thousand nine, for me he was. I mean, he was by far. I mean, the coach. Uh, who I, you know, fell in love with. I adored everything about him. He was so charismatic. You know, he was tactically... In One of the best romans of the last 20 years, uh, period. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And, but the last time he was here, he was so bitter. I don't know. He, he, he lost his charisma. And, you know, he's older. He's 62 now. That totally he's the right debacle person to go for. Either, right? The totally one thing too. But... He's better than uh, he's better than Fonseca. He would do much better than Fonseca, but is he the right person to take his club further? I, no, I don't think so. I think we should move. We should move further from there. But which other options do we have? I don't know. It'll yeah, be the topic of conversation uh, for the next few months. Yeah, it's going to be. It will be. I think we have to do active research. And, you know, the, the the just to say, you know, finish up. Uh, they came up. Uh, I think the past week something about Julian Nagelsmann. <laughs> I think it's very unrealistic. I don't think uh, Nagelsmann. Um, I think first of all, Bayern will try to get him if yeah. uh, their coach goes to take over from Joachim Löw at uh, Germany. I think he's the ideal replacement. And Nagelsmann, he, he looks like a coach who who the he will have, you know. I think there are bigger clubs who will be after him uh, again, you know, England, uh, the Premier League. Um, but I don't think he's realistic. I think he um, 
him too. I think he will go to some other bigger club with better economy. It's on the Fritkins, like I said. They need to come up with a nice plan, nice project, present it really nice to a coach and open exactly. up the wallet. That's yeah. the only way to bring a top coach. Totally agree. Yeah. I think we'll find out probably in the next and six to eight weeks when the season is over, don't we, guys? Yeah. It yeah. Is, it's going to be and a staying, tough end of the season, huh? Yeah, yeah. Staying within you know, financial fair play is never easy with the pandemic. It's It's postponed now anyway, but, you know, the, if you start spending money now, you will have the after effects. You will feel the after effects when it's on the economy. So, I don't know. So, guys, do you have anything, any other Roman news to, to bring to the table? Um, no. On a personal note, I went kayaking this morning to release uh, <laughs> to release some energy and to release some madness from last night. So, I feel a little better on a Monday. Do you feel at ease? Do you feel a, a little, little bit better. calmer? That helped a lot. That helped a lot. I needed to release that energy. I went to sleep a little tight last night. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, the, like last night and the AC Milan game is where I probably had the two roughest night sleeps after a Roma defeat. I'm normally quite good after defeats, but the, the AC first Milan half was one, unwatchable yesterday, man. Yeah, and last night was unwatchable. Yeah, just. Could have been throwing stuff at my TV, but it's actually quite a nice TV, and I didn't want to wreck it. It's like it's like Sam's in the background. I didn't want to wreck it. Uh, um, um, thank you guys for joining us, uh, joining us and me on the thank my you. first uh, my first episode and hosting. I was quite anxious, probably up until about ten fifteen minutes before uh, recording. I'd, I actually listened to some music and actually released a little bit. And unlike Sam's kayaking, a good sing song does me good. It was You were great. You were great. Uh, thank perfect. you very much. Um, guys, thank do you want to plug your socials? Yeah, like always, Samuel Rubio 99 and you can find La Magica at La Magicas on Twitter, right? Yeah, um, yeah, as you know, guys, I was... Oh, I'm sorry, Enron. As you know, I was yeah. the... Uh, the you know, the host, producer, I will be taking more of a producing role. I will be with Scott all the time, recording, making sure everything sounds correctly, talking to guests, because we are planning to having guests in the future. So excited for what's coming up in the future. Hopefully we can have Inram again. Yeah, I would love Imran back. Um, he also, we're also oh, big cricket you. fans, me and Imran. So we've got two topics to talk about. Um, yeah, so Imran, where can we find you on, on, the, on the socials? Yeah, it's Il Capitanova still. I'm not so active, but yeah. I'm He's trying. an old timer, a Roman old timer from Twitter. Roman, yeah, back in the the OG days of 2010. Yeah. <laughs> the streets don't forget, you know. That's the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Monroe. Scott is with one T, and Monroe is M U N R O E. Um, and as Sam says, you can follow us at. at and uh, La Magicast, um, we're on all platforms. So that iTunes, all Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, Stitcher Spotify. Yeah. yeah, Spotify, SoundCloud. Is that SoundCloud, not SoundCast? Um, thank you guys for joining me on my first first edition, first episode of uh, hosting. Uh, thank you very thank much, you. guys. And thank Forza Roma. Forza Roma. Forza. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.